Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're continuing this week to talk about the newness of life. Jesus said, I make all things new. And that the biggest way he makes a new heaven and a new earth and that we, we've talked this week about the wedding feast of the lamb that we know, friends, where human history is going. And Christians are meant to be able to lay hold of that vision of reality, the final victory of God, the new kingdom that's brought about through the life, passion, death and resurrection of Jesus under the will of the Father and his promise to ultimately deal with the world. And in the end, he's coming again to what to judge the living and the dead, and he's bringing his kingdom, and his kingdom will never end. And it's very important for us to be, you know, one of the aspects I think about being fruitful and demands a living with a renewed mind. And that fruitfulness can come from great confidence in the promise of God, which is you know, the foundation, God's faithfulness, his fidelity, his truth-telling, we can have confidence that what he says about the future, what he says about our destiny, and where our life is headed, we can take it to heart and believe it, and it brings tremendous peace. It's one of the realities that will enable us to live with a peace of mind. And to live in, you know, responding to Jesus in John 14, he said, you know, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, don't let your heart be troubled in the midst of a fallen world that's very broken, at times very frightening and very difficult. Keep the larger picture in mind. It's not escaping reality on earth, but it really allows you to see that you don't have to come under the anxiety and the fear that's in the world because you see a larger picture. And you're living in that larger vision, the cosmic vision of reality itself, and God's ultimate plan and purpose. And so it's the, you might say, the culmination of the new life is what we witness in that passage of Jesus declaring the new heaven and the new earth and uh, what's coming in God the Father's great plan for us. That settles the mind, renews the heart, and then we're called to not only see the new life, but live it here on earth. If you haven't had a chance to tune into the program this week, I've been talking a lot about what that means practically. How do we access it? And it's not, uh, I should say, it's simple, God's plan, but it's not easy because of the powers of the world, the flesh, and the devil that are present and the seduction of the world and the weakness of human flesh. If we're not seriously accessing the graces that the Lord is giving to us in sacraments and the word of God and Christian fellowship and Christian mission and family life and things like this, if we're not living from that in that we can be easily seduced by the power of the world that seriously resists the authority of God and God's plan and purpose. And so there's a beautiful passage, a powerful passage in uh, chapter 4 of Ephesians that talks about the old life and the new life. Verse 17, chapter 4. Now this I affirm and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles walk, in the futility of of their minds. So the word walk is really talking about the, you know, becoming a disciple and being a learner and following Jesus in the time of, you know, the, the gospels, the early church. It was very common for a rabbi to have gathered to him young men who he's discipling. 
In some cases, they're actually living with him and learning his whole way of life. And you they could see them walking, and the rabbi would be walking, and they'd be walking a step or two behind him, and that they were identified completely with their master, with their teacher. And the Christian is called to become a disciple. My life is no longer my own. I'm now living with my eye on my teacher, on my rabbi, you might say, on the, on the Messiah, on the Lord himself. That's now the whole point of my life. So that's what's being referred to here, that no longer walk as the Gentiles do. That's those who don't know the Lord, you know, those who are not yet baptized into Christ. Don't live the way of life that they're living. He's saying because what they're doing is they're, they're trapped in the futility of their minds. Trapped in the futility, friends, of a darkened mind. A mind that doesn't know God, doesn't know God's plan. Exalting in sin. You know, the beginning of Romans is another place, Romans 1, where I've talked many times over the years about this verse because I think it's, it's, it's partic- particularly applicable now. I'm not sure. Uh, that scholars would say, yes, it is, but it's also applicable throughout history. The great temptation of human beings to suppress the truth about God, refusing to acknowledge God and give him thanks, walking in the light of God's truth and plan and purpose, and the deep, profound awareness that we're creatures. We didn't make ourselves. God, who is awesome, is holy, and living with a holy fear of God, that's a healthy fear like Jesus the Messiah has, you know, Isaiah chapter 11 reminds us of the spiritual gifts, the kinds of we, the ones we talk about and receive at uh, confirmation that we are, again, walking, walking in a new way of life. The old man, which it's easy to fall into in Romans 1, what happens when we refuse to acknowledge God? We live our own way of life, thinking we're free. There's only two realities in this world, friends, two kingdoms, a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. If you're not walking in the light, you're walking in darkness. Right? In the Old Testament was at Exodus, God says to his people, I set before you life and death, blessing and a curse. Choose life. So here, Paul is touching on that same kind of reality. There's a futility of mind when human beings try to define reality apart from God, and it always leads to darkness. Said verse 18, They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Due to their hardness of heart. That's why, again, in Romans, you know, the suppression of the truth about God, Paul will say later that because God reveals himself in creation, in his reality, we see that the whole of creation is a word. It's an expression. You know, the heavens declare the glory of God. And human beings can know by reason that there is a God and we have a duty to God that we didn't create ourselves, but we were created. And Paul says, so as a result, people are responsible and will be held responsible for their refusal to acknowledge God, to live according to the light of God that's in the world, the, you know, the, the law of human nature, resisting that, denying his existence, so again, here's a, just want to read verse 18 again. They are the futility of mind. What does it mean? They're darkened in their understanding, as I was just describing it. And that leaves them alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance. Every human being, even the Jewish people, are born with original sin. 
And that's why the Jews need the Jewish Messiah as well. By God's grace, he formed a people and gave them the law. And it's through that people that the Messiah came for the salvation of the world. That people is meant to be a light as a people to the world. And that light is a person that came from them. And to not respond to that light is to walk in ignorance and darkness. And the root of that ignorance is a hardened heart. And we see it today so much in our culture, friends. The smartest among us, you know, I'm just thinking, I won't name them now, I'm just thinking of a few of, you know, the the masters of the universe, so to speak, that are running the world's biggest companies or reflecting, you know, philosophers that are reflecting on uh, the contemporary situation. So many of them just totally reject the idea of God. And they're walking in darkness, the empty futility of a darkened mind. Lord, we ask, we pray, ask your grace and mercy upon them that they would come to know you, the only true God, and love you and, and see that whatever gifts they have come from you, Lord, and are meant to serve you. Verse 19, they have become callous and have given themselves up to licentiousness, as lawless and greedy, to practice every kind of uncleanness. And then Paul says in verse 20, you did not so learn Christ with a big exclamation point, assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him as the truth that's in Jesus. So here's the two realities. You're either in him or you're not in him. If you don't have the light of Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ, you're going to be subject to this futile way of thinking, which leads fundamentally to a darkened way of living, an enslaving way. And Paul's saying, assuming that you've been taught by him, this is why the we as Christians are, are commissioned by the Lord to bear witness to the truth, to testify, to live the life, and then communicate that life to people by word, by words and deeds. Verse 22, so Paul says, Therefore put off the old man that belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through its deceitful lusts. But be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new man, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So this is a reality of the old man gets put to death in baptism. The new man comes to life, we said, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Christianity is a transformation through a change of life and receiving an infusion of God's very life within us that gives us a renewed spirit in our mind. It's kind of an interesting phrase. Be renewed in the, excuse me, the spirit of your minds. You know, the human, the human person, what is the mind? It's not just the, the glob that's in our head, the brain, but we have souls. We have rational souls and we're capable of receiving God's revelation and capable through his grace and responding to it. And, you know, it is amazing, you know, people who have very high, you know, IQs and are able to do a lot. They're able to create a lot of things. They're able to think about you know, mathematics and physics and chemistry at an extremely high level. And uh, there's all kinds of things. It's kind of a wonder. And they can, as a result, build things that sort of amaze people. That's the mind at work, but it's not the renewed mind necessarily. Could be some of these, you know, scientists, doctors, others, they actually are believers and they're living with a renewed mind. But a renewed mind is something unique. It's the human mind, it's the soul, it's the will, the heart, of human beings, creatures 
created by God, created for God, who by God's grace have been brought into an understanding in the Spirit and a new lived reality as children of God through baptism and the power of the Spirit, we now see ourselves fundamentally as not our own creators or just matter in motion. We know where we've come from and we have been made children of God. We've been saved and renewed and a new life is in us. And now we're rightly ordered to reality, rightly ordered to God by his grace and his power is now working in us. And now my mind, each day as I surrender, as we surrender our minds to Christ, as we read his word, as we you know, study the catechism, as we fellowship together, as we pray and learn to pray deeply, and we take in the life of the sacraments that give us grace, and we, not alone, but together, we live out the great commandment and the great commission in our lives under the grace of God. Our mind, we acquire, Paul says, a fresh new spiritual way of thinking, the, the way of the kingdom. Friends, that's our destiny. That's, that's our destiny in this life. This is what we're created for. And it is the most important thing that's happening in our lives. And, you know, the Lord's gifted us and we're deployed in various vocations and we have different kinds of jobs and we're engaged in all sorts of things. And that's a good thing if that's what he wants us to do. But he wants us to live it out as children of God who are living in the Holy Spirit, living with renewed minds and being led by the Lord and abiding in him in each day being attentive to him, knowing that we're living it out under his grace. God bless you, friends. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus a fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.